0: We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for February eighth, two thousand and nine. This is part two of our study. We had talked about in the last part of the uh, homosexual agenda and movement, exposing that. And we're gonna we're gonna segue into a related subject, and this is one from it's the New Scientist magazine uh, from December tenth of last year, and it's entitled "Puberty Blockers." Recommended for Transsexual Teens, that's the the title of this one, and on this one it's saying that uh, transsexual children as young as 12 should be given drugs to postpone puberty and make it easier for them to change sex at the age of 16 if they still want to. That's the suggestion of the controversial draft guidelines, the first of their kind, issued last week by the International Endocrine Society. So now we've got the, the, the full force of the medical um, society, and we've done, we've done a whole series on pharmacia and how the medical society plays into that and in vaccinations. You can, you can key into that, do a keyword search for pharmakia, uh, or just part of the word, and you'll find it. So now we've got them behind this uh, movement. Now, again, you talk about legitimacy. If you can legitim- gi- legitimize a particular movement, this transgendered movement now, and now we're talking about sex change and these things, oh, I was a boy born in a girl's body and all this garbage. If you can legitimize that through the medical profession and through these scientists and doctors or whatever, um, then you've got the, the mechanism and means to... Um, basically do whatever you need to do and, and, and put that stamp of approval on it and, and then also uh, um, you have the means to really advance the hate crimes agenda because now if they have a medical label on what they are, well hey, you know, it's legitimate and, and we can't speak against this other group because that's discrimination, that's being, you know, so, this is, what they're, this is what they're trying to achieve. The guidelines state that transsexual children and young teens who have been begun early puberty should be given puberty blockers to avoid inevitable changes to their bodies, which they perceive as out of line with their true gender. They perceive it. Now, remember, the Bible says, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14.12 uh, and 16.25. So, um... When when they're perceiving this, their heart is perceiving it, and why is that? Because they're demon-possessed. Because they've most likely been abused by a same-sex partner at an early age, got implanted with a boatload of demons, and now they're having doubts about their true gender or identity. That's why they're having the doubts, or maybe it was a generational curse. Maybe, maybe they weren't abused, but maybe it was a generational curse. The Bible talks about the the sins of the forefathers being carried to the third and fourth generations. Okay, maybe it was that. Maybe it was a curse that was put upon them. I don't know. Witchcraft is real, and it's going to be more and more. Why do you think they have the Harry Potter series? Now I've done a whole whole teaching on Harry Potter. You can you can uh, listen to it as well. And uh, that's up there, and, and I don't charge for, for anything, I just give it away, just hear. I just feel like that we're in the end times and, and we don't need to ration the bullets when it comes to this type of information. So I've tried to distill these subjects down and, and, and put them in some type of uh, concise format for you so you could have, and then also I usually have PDF files um, attached to each teaching or a link that you can click on where you can go and explore further. So um, if we go further here, in the worst cases, these changes can drive children to self-harm or even suicide. In other words, the changes that naturally occur in their bodies as they go through puberty. Okay, So they're saying that if um, they don't give these puberty blockers to block these changes, these kids may want to self-harm or, or even kill themselves because of what's happening to them. That's the excuse for giving them these puberty blockers so then that they would have the, that, that better window of opportunity to get a sex change at an early age. How incredibly disgusting and sickening can you get? Well, they're pushing the envelope here. They're really pushing the envelope. They're just, you know what this is all boils down to? Satan trying in every single way, shape, and form to not only defile humanity, but to defile everything that God has made. The prince and the power of the air just trying to destroy and defile everything. It's what he's it's what he's here for. I mean, everything that we see now, all this genetic manipulation and engineering. You know, they've got the... Um, they're combining human embryos with cow. With, with I mean, I've reported on this in the past. If, if you want to learn more about that, go uh, key in the cloning or part of the word in the search box on the homepage. Cloning. uh, Genetically modified crops. All that they're... See, God did it right the first time. But see, because Satan is behind these organizations like Monsanto and all these genetically manipulated and then these types of groups, they're trying to defile all of God's creation. And we're created in God's image. So... Every time Satan would see a human being, he's reminded of, of of the Lord to a certain extent, because we're created, says that we're created in his image in Genesis. So if he can defile humanity, makes him feel good, because misery loves company. He wants to take as many people to the lake of fire with him as he possibly can. That's his only motivation, I can think. He's going to the lake of fire... He's not going to escape it. His devils and demons aren't. So he just wants to take as many people as possible there with him. Misery loves company. It's not. It's not going to be any comfort to him in the lake of fire, though. It won't. But at least you know that's that's what he that's what he perceives. That's what he wants to do. And this is just more evidence of that. Going further, it says the idea is to buy thinking time for young people so that they can decide if they want to begin a sex change using hormones when they are older. Puberty blockers would also make life easier when transsexuals become adults. Male to female transsexuals, for example, will not have a deep voice, masculine bone structures in body hair associated with adult men. Why? Because they stopped it before it ever happened with these puberty blockers. However, surgery should be avoided until the age of 18, state. So, in other words, if, if you're going to have the surgery to carry out the sex change, we, we want to at least wait till 18. I mean, you know, come on. Th- this is just pure wickedness. Calling something evil good and good evil. That is, that's what all I see anymore in regard to the secular media and the secular news is that. Nonetheless, the guidelines are likely to provoke heated debate. What if transsexual teenagers change their mind when they get older? According to previous studies, transsexualism persists into adulthood in only 20% of boys who show signs of distress in childhood, for example. And although the effects of puberty blockers are not permanent, natural puberty should resume if the drugs are stopped. Few trials have explored the long-term side effects of delaying puberty. So they're they're even admitting here only 20% of boys who show signs of distress in childhood, um, carry into this with transsexuals. So they're doing this based on 20% of boys? They're going to make far more mistakes that way, even if they still want it at, at a certain age. It's even admitting only 20% of them persist in this mindset when they turn to Adults. The recommendations are largely based on the experience of a clinic in the Netherlands which has so far prescribed puberty blockers to more than 70 under-16s. More than 70 people under the age of 16, I think is what they're trying to say. The youngest was 11. And the majority are 12 and over. Until now, we don't have any patient who has regretted the decision on their treatment. Oh, that's like the fox guarding the hen house uh, because it's coming from this Henrietta Um, leading of the University Medical Center who helped to treat them. Well, of course she's going to say that. That's like the fox guarding the hen house. Yeah, I'm going to believe this lady who is behind this and believe everything that she's telling me, that there's been no regrets or whatever. A thorough mental and emotional assessment of the child is essential. Well, it's sure not by biblical standards. By some secular, ungodly standard, Freudian or whatever it is, but they're saying a thorough mental and emotional assessment of the child is essential so that puberty blockers are only given in extreme cases, she says. A sentiment echoed by the guidelines. Just unbelievable. Many countries, including the UK, refuse to allow medical intervention for under 16-year-olds, by which time puberty is usually in full swing. However, clinics in Canada, Australia, Germany, and elsewhere, plus a handful of in the US, have begun to offer treatment. Those supporting their actions say Puberty blockers can be hugely beneficial. Take Sarah in London, whose daughter, George, started to question her, her male body from the age of four. Her male body. And found that the changes started taking place uh, at 12 was just intolerable. She began to self-harm and even threatened to cut her off several times. It was awful, says Sarah. She was devastated and disgusted that things were happening to her body that she couldn't understand. Now, let me tell you something this is total 100% demon possession. You're starting to want to self mutilate yourself. You're a boy and things are starting to happen, and you want to start cutting things off. That's total demon possession. They're trying to treat a spiritual problem with surgery and drugs, which is what happens most of the time. Any kind of psychology field. Well, yes, but I'm depressed. Why? I, I, I know, it's true. You have a Prozac deficiency. You need to correct your Prozac deficiency so you'll feel better. Do you realize that when you take these pharmakia-type drugs, you're inviting more demons into your body, particularly the kind that are mind-altering? And I did a whole series on this on the pharmakia, where we went into this in depth. And I love it how they always will will state this in this particular way. Whose daughter, George, started to question her male body. They assume that, that this really is a girl in a male... No, it's not. George is George, okay? George just happens to be demon-possessed with demons and devils that give him a homosexual bent. Evidently very strong in this particular case from a very early age. Was it was he sexually abused at an early age? A lot of times these kids get abused as babies. It's so sickening what goes on behind closed doors. I've read about these types of things. I've read about the child... Pornography industry of Ruground about the underground, um, essentially railroads that they have for this child pornography industry, and for these snuff films. It is so unbelievably sick and horrific that that um, i don 't think I could probably get through a teaching on it and not ball my eyes out. It, it is so unbelievably horrific what goes on behind closed doors with these little ones. And, you know, Jesus said, it were better that if a millstone were hung about their neck and they'd be cast into the midst of the sea, then they offend one of these little ones that believe in me. And that's what's going on all over the world. By these wicked, corrupt... Many times, they're the highest people in society. They're at the highest upper echelons. They have the money to afford to be able to satiate their demonic depraved desires on little children. It's its incomprehensible. The wickedness that goes on worldwide that we don't even know about. I can't imagine how it must grieve the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't even imagine. But it's, it's a fact. And this is just kind of more evidence of that. And they always will portray these children like they'll say this Thomas guy on Oprah. Oh, Thomas, and they refer to him as he and this and that. Doesn't matter. Thomas was born a woman and still is a woman, although he's mutilated well, I don't think he's mutilated his body, but he did do the the hormonal therapy. I mean, you talk about something bizarre, seeing a guy with a beard walking around pregnant. How sickening, disgusting, and depraved. But see, in America, we glory in our shame. The Bible talks about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Glorying in your shame. And in, but rather, we should be mourning. Remember, the Bible talks about that there's wisdom in the house of mourning. But the heart of the fools is in the house of myrrh. 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 Celebration. Hap- we don't have any... I mean, glorying in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. But I mean, there's a lot of wisdom to be found in the house of mourning. Mourning is when you get right with God. When you mourn. When God's judgment falls on you, the Bible says, Whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And if you be without chastisement, you are bastards. What's a bastard? An illegitimate son. So when you do wrong, the Lord's there to chasten you as a born-again Bible-believing Christian. If there's no chastening on you whatsoever, and you're going through life scot-free, and there's no conviction of sin, you're not saved. Because whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And that chastening can take many different degrees. And I've, I've been there, um, and I, I, it can really, 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 really hurt bad. But it'll do one of two things. It'll either drive you closer to the Lord than you've ever been, or it'll drive you away. For me, it drove me closer to the Lord than I've ever been ever. And the Bible talks about the um, the furnace of affliction. I believe that's what they're in reference to. The furnace of affliction. Uh, and it's not a fun place to be, but you'll grow more there than in any other place you've ever been. I guarantee you that. Um, but these people like this, they don't have any conscience of sin. Their conscience has been seared with a hot iron that the Bible talks about in 1 Timothy 4. They, they, their conscience is seared with a hot iron. They don't, they've been given over to a reprobate mind so much of the time. Things that would bother you and I don't bother them. And that's becoming more and more and more prevalent in society. And the values are so warped and twisted and so unbiblical and ungodly, but yet that's the norm. This goes on to say the Dutch team assessed her George, and said that if I'm just going to say he lived in the Netherlands, they would prescribe puberty blockers. In fact, George eventually traveled to the U.S. to get drugs when he was 13. We're, we're talking about one determined demon-possessed kid, willing to self-mutilate if he didn't get his way. Can't you cannot treat a a, a demonic problem with drugs and surgery? Can't do it. Can't do it. George's feelings are typical of those experienced by transsexuals when puberty begins. They self-harm. They develop an enormous aversion against their bodies. They isolate themselves and their school performance suffers, says this doctor. But doctors opposed to early treatment say that young people may not fully understand the full consequences of their actions. (laughs) Yeah. Russell Viner of the Institute of Child Health in London cites the case of a transsexual man who had both surgery and hormones to become a man. But still wanted to become pregnant. Like the guy in Oprah. Boy, talk about wanting to have your cake and eat it too. Double perversion. You talk about something that's against nature. That anybody could look at that situation and say... I don't care if they admit it or not. They know it's against nature. You see this Thomas guy walking around pregnant with a beard. That's against nature. The Bible talks about, doesn't nature therefore itself teacheth you? Therefore they are without excuse. Romans 1. They're without excuse. I don't care. See, it doesn't really matter because we're all going to have to stand before God. Christians stand at the judgment seat of Christ. And non-believers stand at the great white throne judgment. We're all going to have to stand before God and give an account. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not. I'm really not. If I got what I deserve, i get death and hell. That's all I can say. But praise the Lord Jesus Christ that through His shed blood, His death, burial, and resurrection, I was offered salvation. And I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for that for His blood that cleansed away my sin. The Bible talks about that we are cleansed, we are justified, we are sanctified through His blood. Because He shed the perfect blood, the perfect Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world to pay our sin debt in full. doesn't give us a license to sin, but that's the only way there is to heaven. So, this guy wanted to still get pregnant. That may not have been possible if they had hurt had early intervention he says when it is reasonable to let a young person remove major life choices so in this regard this guy's playing devil's advocate saying that if this guy had early intervention he wouldn't have been able to get pregnant later talk about twisted and warped and perverted mindsets and then Peggy Cohen of the Free University of Amsterdam Medical Center now Amsterdam in the Netherlands being one of the most wicked places on the planet bar none Bar none. Now, if, you, if you're if you a listener from there, I'm not coming down on you. I'm just stating the obvious. I'm not saying America isn't a cesspool either. I'm just saying Amsterdam and Holland and these types of places have been on the cutting edge of perversion and debauchery for a long time. A little bit more ahead of the agenda of the rest of the world, for the most part. Um, but this lady uh, says she helped write the new guidelines, agrees that, quote, people are always afraid that it will be harmful for the children, but what they never take into account is that it is also harmful to not give them this treatment. Again, a lie from the pit of hell. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke every one of these doctors, and and, um, that the fear of God would rest on them like a thick cloud, and that God's judgment would be upon this so that it didn't go further and perpetuate More. And then if it be possible that their souls be saved in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It goes on to say transgendered support groups welcome the guidelines. Of course. It is an excellent piece of work, says Bernard Reed, a trustee of the Gender Identity Research and Education Society of Ashland, UK. He hopes the guidelines will encourage UK doctors to consider the option of early treatment. In the US, Belzer... Also hopes the guidelines which offer advice on treating adult transsexuals as well may encourage insurance companies to cover more of the medical costs in treating gender identity disorders, insurance companies. Well, yeah, but see, they're going to have to worry about discrimination if they don't. Puberty blockers cost around 800 a month. It's only 800 a month for puberty blockers. George, who is now 15, is still taking puberty blockers and would like to begin sexual reassignment when he turns 16. Sarah knows George will still have difficulties, but she says they would be increased by 600% if he had gone through male puberty. Oh, oh, the the world according to Sarah. I I love it when I can get the advice of of a total debauched pervert in that that's really going to hold a lot of water with with you know my way of thinking then it says she st- she categorically stated that i would rather die than be a man you know what sarah it would have been better that you had never been born i hate to say this it would have been better for that man if he had never or that woman that they had never been born jesus christ said those exact words if you grow up As a transgendered individual, it would have been much better that you had never, ever, ever been born. I'm sorry. It is, that's true. Is the lake of fire preferable to never being born? And then going further, this is a case study. The first memory Cecilia McLeod has of being transsexual is a school matron telling her at the age of eight that she was too pretty to be a boy. And then it said, remember the surprise I felt I felt that she, that she knew, she says. In other words, somebody finally told her what she already knew. It took a further 52 years for McLeod to act upon her convictions. 52 years later, shortly after her 60th birthday, she announced that she was planning to undergo the surgery that would make her look more like the woman she knew herself to be. It was a man, though. 60. 60th birthday. This is my present to myself. I'm going to get a sex change. McLeod's forehead, nose, jaw, and chin were recontoured. And her upper lip was shortened so that when he smiles, you see his top teeth. I'm inserting his because I refuse to call him her. His top teeth rather than his bottom teeth. A typical female characteristic. His Adam Apple was also reduced. And he had laser treatment to remove the body hair on his arms, legs, underarms, and abdomen to complete the package at 60. Now aged 63, he is still having electrolysis once a week to remove facial hair. It's painful. It's tedious. But we're nearly there, he says. What an abomination from the pit of hell. All of this is. But some characteristics are more difficult to reverse. You can never really undo the vocal changes that happened during puberty. Oh, how terrible. What's this world coming to, you know? We can do undo the vocal changes. And George can't be called Georgette. Says McLeod. And then, while he has had an additional operation to help raise the pitch of his voice he still has some awful telephone encounters. Oh, boy. I mean, what again, what's this world coming to where we just can't have these sex changes, you know, take a little bit better? Many of these problems would have been avoided had McCloyd been given puberty blockers during early adolescence. See, that's the justification for this whole article. If he had just had those puberty blockers earlier and had that sex change sooner, he wouldn't have to be suffering like this in his female body now. Of course, it's... In God's eyes, he'll never be a female. Um, Had had McLeod been given puberty blockers during early adolescence to prevent his developing the characteristics of an adult male? As a result, he welcomes international guidelines that recommend giving such drugs to young teenagers with a strong transsexual feeling. He says, I think it will make it easier for people to express themselves and ask for help. The idea of being able to have breathing space, of putting puberty on hold, and knowing that you're not getting these irreversible changes, I think is breathtaking. Spoken like a true devil. If McCloyd had felt comfortable expressing his convictions about his true gender identity at a younger age, he says it would not have, it would have been valuable. He ends by saying, I would have emerged as quite a pretty young lady with a lot of confidence uh, how sick and debauched can you get this is the depths of satan we're talking about the depths of satan as the bible refers to let's see what the bible says about this romans 126 and 28 says for god gave them up to vile afflictions affections vile affections that's what god calls this okay God, and this is what I'm, I won't be able to say or what they don't want me to say, I should say regarding these hate crime laws. This is what they wouldn't want me to say. They don't want me to quote the word of God. Particularly the King James Bible. Because a lot of these other versions, they've got them watered down so much now that there's nothing in there against the sodomite movement. Again, a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. I mean, hey, the NIV only has 64,098 less words than the KJV, which is almost ten percent of the total text, I wonder who those translators were tithing that ten percent of those words to. Was it God? Here, God, we're going to take ten percent of your words out of the out of the Bible and give them back to you. Uh, I don't think you do that. Whereas the Bible says at the end of Revelation that if you take out of uh, if you remove the words of the book of this prophecy, I will also remove your name out of the book of life. That's not the kind of warning I think I want to mess with. We talk about having no fear of God. Read the end of Revelation. See how it ends. The Bible says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Well, your Bible needs to be matching up with the words that are already settled in heaven. The words of the Lord are pure words. A silver tried in a furnace of earth. Purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Psalm 12, 6 and 7. He said he was going to keep them and he said he was going to preserve them from this generation forever. Thy words are a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. Psalm one nineteen. Verse one hundred five, I believe. Thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm one nineteen, verse eleven. wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word that's how we cleanse our way we take heed to the word of God Psalm 118 verse 9 just pointing out the obvious but Romans 1 26 through 28 says for this cause God and we're talking about the sodomites here both lesbian and, and, and males homosexuals God gave them up to vile affections see God gives them up to vile affections If you want something bad enough in this life, some perversion, God will usually give you up to it. God will let you have it your way for a time, typically. And then it says, for even their women did change the natural use into that which was against nature. Isn't that what we were just talking about with this transgendered thing, too? Not only women being with women, but actually men wanting to become women. Or women wanting to become men. That's also changing the natural use, which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burn in their lust one toward another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly. It's disgusting. And receiving in themselves that recompense of their heir, which was meat. That word meat in the King James means it was aptly fitting. It fit aptly. It was right, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, that's why they want to do away with the Bible. They don't want to think about God and a holy God and judgment. They just want to go and live their debauched lifestyle and be with their five hundred partners and not have any conviction of sin. That's what they want to be. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things, to do those things which are not convenient. They're not right. In other words. He gave them over to a reprobate man. Here, you want it? Here you go. God will let you have it your way. He gives you a free will. He doesn't kick the door down to your heart. Remember, he stands at the door and knocks. He doesn't kick it down, according to Revelation 3, after it talks about the Laodicean church. So that's the way God is. He's a gentleman. Um, and it, it, this also relates to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, too, where it says where God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. This, They would fall into this category. And again, I'm not saying this in a self-righteous way like I think I'm Mr. Perfect. I'm just stating the obvious here. Now, if we go ahead then to Romans one thirty-two, it says, who knowing the judgment of God, they know the judgment of God deep down. Whether they want to admit it or not, they know it. That they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Why do you think when they have these gay parades and all the gays around, there's some on the side and there's some on the floats and they're all doing their perversions and stuff. uh, They're all in such approval of one another because they have pleasure in these things and they have pleasure in them that do them. Misery loves company. They want that group mentality that it's right, what they're doing is okay, because he's doing it. And if he's doing it and all these other people are doing it, it must be okay. It's an acceptable social behavior. It'll never be an acceptable social behavior in God's eyes, though. Now, going back to the Old Testament, let's see what the Old Testament had to say about this. Uh, Leviticus 20.13 says, If a man lie also with mankind, as he lieth with a woman... Both of them have committed an abomination. They shall shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Oh, it was just a death penalty in the, in the Old Testament. No big deal. All the stuff we're talking about today was a death penalty in the Old Testament. In your Old Testament Levitical law. I'm not telling you go out and kill anybody. I'm saying in the Old Testament, and obviously there's things, there's a lot of wisdom in the Old Testament Levitical guidelines, there's wisdom in these guidelines. I'm not saying we're under the law right now, um, but we can look back at the Old Testament and say, "Wow, okay, God had a very, very strong stance on this, and He still does." Now Leviticus eighteen, twenty-two through thirty. Now this is a very interesting portion of Scripture, um, and we'll see why in a second. And again, it reiterates, "Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind." It is an abomination. Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself with, therewith. That's bestiality. That's, oh, that's a whole other disgustingly gross thing also. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. And remember, God is not the author of confusion. But when a woman is with a beast, that's confusion. It's against nature. And then it says, Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things. And he, he tells you, it defiles you. For in all these nations, in, for in all these, the nations are defiled, which I cast before you. He's talking to the Jews now. Okay, the Old Testament Levitical Jews. And, and the land is defiled. Okay, so when these things happen in a land, what does it do? It defiles the land. It's like shedding innocent blood. Where, where the Bible talks about the first instance of that was when um, Cain slew Abel. And when God went to, went to Cain, he says, doesn't your innocent, the blood of your innocent brother cry out from the land? Now that's just the blood of one innocent man that was crying out from the land. Can you imagine all the millions and millions and millions of babies? At least a billion babies massacred through abortion since the early 1900s. At least a billion. I can't even imagine. I can't even, it's, you can't conceive it. There's no way you could conceive that. But what does it do? It defiles the land. Innocent blood defiles the land. The Bible is very clear on that. Another thing that totally defiles the land... I mean, sin defiles the land, yes, but there's different severities, it looks as though. And this is one of the main things that you can actually do to defile the land. Why do you think Satan wants to get everybody wrapped up in this particular behavior? Because he knows what it's doing to the land. That's why God has to judge this, eventually. okay, And that's why the judgment that's coming to America is going to be so great, because there's been so much of this, there's been so much of this condoned, not only the abortion, but the homosexual sodomite lifestyle, and then all other manners of perversion. Now listen to this, the land is defiled, therefore do I visit the iniquity thereof upon it. He visits that sin thereof upon it. You reap what you sow, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants, it vomiteth out her inhabitants. I'm telling you what's coming to America is going to be seriously horrific. The Bible says it's so, and then it says, Ye shall keep, ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done, which were before you. In other words, the land, the, when the Jews came in there and drove out the pagans, they had committed these sins, and they were done in the land. And then it says, um, which were done before you, and the land is defiled. The land becomes defiled. The land itself becomes cursed. This is why you can go to certain areas of your town, and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, there's this porno shop here, and there's this lingerie shop here, and there's this strip bar here, and there's the the place that, that I go to, uh, that I've been to pray, this abortion clinic, there's all kind of evil, all of the places where we have nude bars are within probably a mile of that abortion clinic. I believe that's the chief abomination that's going on, and it's really funny that within a... Quarter to a half to one mile radius of that, I can think of okay, there's one, two, three. I know there's three strip bars, and they're not in any other part of the town. There's lingerie shops, there's um, a gay bar there in that radius, Uh, there's all kind of bars. It's a really bad area of town. Isn't that kind of funny that, that the chief place that abomination of those abortions, slaughtering those innocent babies every, every day at this abortion clinic? And within a one mile to quarter mile radius of that, we've got the chief abominations of that whole town going on there. Because that land is so defiled. That's like ground zero for where the land is being defiled. So, the land, okay, it says, For all these abominations have the men of the land done, which were before you, and the land is defiled. That the land spew not you out also, when ye defile it, as it spewed out the nations that were before you. So he's warning them, and saying, If you get into the same stuff they were into, the land will spew you out as well. That's why I think the Bible talks about, Wherefore come out from among her, be ye not partakers of her plagues. Then it goes on to say, For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them, shall be cut off from among the people. Therefore shall ye keep mine ordinance, that ye commit not any of these abominable customs, which were committed before you, that ye defile not yourselves therein. Now this is just common sense. I mean, this is a moral... uh, commandment from God that would never change. I mean, this isn't going to change. Okay, This is a more, it's like, you know, the the Ten Commandments. Nine out of the ten Ten Commandments, save Sabbath keeping, are all morally related. It's a moral issue. It's a common sense issue. You know? These are just common sense things you should be doing. Are we saved by keeping the law? No. But a natural byproduct of salvation should be righteous living. It doesn't mean you walk around in sinless perfection. Okay, but a natural byproduct um, are these things. And this is just one of the many moral commandments that the New Testament, or the Old Testament, talks about, as well as the New. Okay, but, um, anyway, I just want to clarify that. So, um, and then it says, I'll just read this last slide again. Therefore, ye shall keep mine ordinance, that ye commit not any one of these abominable customs, which were committed before you by the pagans that lived there. And that ye defile not yourselves therein. Because it defiles the person and it defiles the land. I am the Lord your God. And this isn't something that's ever going to change. Period. Ever. God's not going to, you know, loosen his restrictions on this. Um, On a related subject, kind of related, I'm going to segue into this article. And it's entitled, The U.S. advisors back the first drug from DNA-altered animals. And again, these are some current events we're going over. I know this doesn't really relate so much to the homosexual part, but it's, it's again, we're talking about transsexuals that are getting sex changes. Now we're talking about U.S. advertisers backing the first drug from DNA-altered animals. You can see the progression of how Satan is trying to defile humanity in so many different ways. Uh, This is from Rockville, Maryland, from Reuters. Reuters, I'm sorry. The first drug made using genetically engineered animals to near U.S. approval won key support on Friday from an advisory panel that judged it safe and effective despite concerns from groups worried by the genetic tinkering. So now we've got a drug made using genetically engineered animals. How sickening. It reminds me of of the 13 vaccinations that they have, and I get into this on my... My Avion flu presentation you can go to up on YouTube and see. Just key and Dr. Scott Johnson, even on any search engine, and, and you'll find it, or in the, maybe the word Avion. You'll find it. I, I give you all the, the vaccinations they culture from aborted babies, otherwise known as human diploid cells in the PDF, the physician's desk reference. Now, you can imagine what kind of curse you're bringing on yourself if you're, if you're taking a vaccine that's been cultured off an aborted baby. Aborted fetal tissue. Well, again, what is Satan trying to do? Defile us. Body, soul, and spirit. Who knows what kind of spiritual implications there are to these things? Who knows? That's why I did that whole teaching on pharmakia. To let you be aware of these things. So that you're not destroyed for lack of knowledge. Like Hosea 4, six talks about. That we're not ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. First Corinthians two eleven. Um, so, okay, I'm sorry. That was Second Corinthians two eleven. Okay, so we don't want to let Satan get an advantage of us. Um, and um, this is this is just more of that same thinking. Uh, the GTC Biotherapeutics Inc. experimental anti therapy called Atrin is made using a human protein gathered from female goats, bred to produce it in their milk. Talk about Dr. Frankenstein stuff. GTC is seeking approval to sell the intravenous therapy. I mean, this is intravenous, too. I mean, they're putting it right into your veins. Ugh. Again, what is this doing? It's defiling us. It's defiling humanity. I work with clinical nutrition. And... Um, I firmly believe that almost every single thing that we could ever possibly face, other than emergency medicine, okay, can be treated with clinical nutrition, with things that God put here, certain herbs and these types of things. There's many cures for cancer, um, but it's all being suppressed, particularly in America, because of the of the threat it poses to the pharmaceutical uh, cartels. And, you know. Th- these things that they're doing in the laboratory setting and then injecting into people is just defiling them. Going further, the company data showed the drug was safe and effective. Okay, again, the fox guarding the hen house. I'm definitely going to believe anything they tell me. I mean, hey, they're just, you know, using this drug from the DNA of altered animals from some goat and combine it with a human, and hey, all sounds good to me. But they say it's safe and effective, so. A majority of the Food and Drug Administration's 19 panel, 19 member panel voted while well, the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA is so bought and paid for it's not even funny by, by the pharmaceutical cartel it's a proven fact and um, again it's the fox guarding the hen house the FDA will consider the advice in making its decision expected by February 7th, so that's my word that just happened uh, very recently uh, going further Approving Atron would be a back way to approve transgenic animals. Here we go. What's the alternate agenda? Because the devil, you know, he, he always has to start somewhere. He'll typically start, you know, he's not going to try to be aggressive right off the bat most of the time. Because he knows he can't get away with that. So this would be a back way to approve transgenic animals. Said J.D. Hansen, a policy analyst for the nonprofit group Center for Food and Disease Safety. Still, the FDA officials said that they are seeking advice on the specific product, not the larger issue of genetically altered animals. They added that the final regulations on such animals would be released soon. Several patients and family members of the advisory meeting urged the FDA's approval of ATRIN regardless of its transgenic issue. Karen James, whose daughter died after a 7-inch long clot, said it could help her her daughter live much longer and have children. I don't care how it's made, said the New Mexico resident told the panel. And this is what it's going to be like in the end times. People are going to say, I don't care. I don't care if it's against God, if it's against nature... I don't care what it's made from, as long as it works. The devil will more than than accommodate you if that's your mindset. Sure. Now, let me say something here. Karen James's daughter died after a seven inch long clot. Okay. Why? Because she had a lack of drugs in her body? That's almost how we, we we're we're taught to view things. You have a headache, take aspirin you can correct your aspirin deficiency and get rid of your headache. You don't develop deficiencies of drugs, okay? These are physiological problems in the body, okay? What would be the way God would approach this from a purely physical standpoint? Well, I think you would use the things God put here. Not something synthesized in a laboratory, but use the natural things that God already put on the planet in order to deal with these issues. There's a product called natokinase. That has been studied over in the Orient for decades. That is proven. And one of its main uses is blood clots. That's, in fact, that's its main use. Blood clots. Breaking up blood clots naturally. You can give the person Coumadin, which is rat poison. It's also known as Wayfarin. And I mean that literally. It is rat poison. And they admit it right in the, right in the, if you go do a keyword search for cuminator or Wayfarin on Wikipedia, right, they'll admit it's rat poison. Okay? It's just given in enough smallest dosage that, that it won't kill you, at least not right away. You take that into your body, it thins the blood. It does nothing to break up the clots though. Okay? It thins the blood. Well, that's beneficial because if the blood's thinner then the blood, the flow's better. Yeah, but you're not breaking up the clot. You're not fixing the problem. Natokinase actually fixes the pro- problem. Just do a keyword search. Natokinase. N-A-T-T-O-K-I-N-A-S-E. Just do a keyword search. I get the one from um, uh, Wobenzyme. They're a German company. That's a good one. For the money, it's probably the best one out there. For, for the money. Because natokinase can get a little pricey by by nutritional standards, but you can find it on the internet, and it's also very good, it has a blood thinning effect, so you don't ever want to take it with warfarin or coumadin or any other blood thinner, remember that if you take it, it also helps break down, it breaks down clots, it helps to deplaque the arteries, helps to thin the blood naturally, but it won't do it like a drug will, where it'll kill you. Okay, And that's why you don't want to ever take it with Coumadin, because you get too much blood thinning effect. And as a byproduct of that, it helps to lower your blood pressure. does a lot of things in one pill. Now, it's not going to give your heart all the nutrition that it needs uh, in order to function properly. It's purely a product that works on the arteries and the blood. Okay. Another thing that you can do is go buy some EDTA chelation. You can get that on Amazon.com or wherever. Take a thousand milligrams, open it up under your tongue before you go to bed at night. That helps to chelate the arteries out. Yes, you can go pay for $150 injections at an hour a pop, sit there in a chair, and they'll charge you 150 bucks a pop. You have to get 30 or 40 treatments. But I've heard very similar results from just popping a thousand milligrams under your tongue before you go to bed. Have the chelation absorb in, starts to chelate the arteries. The word chelate, chelate, it means claw and it, claws, it basically takes the plaquing off the arteries. It's another way you can approach plaquing. Does it feed the heart muscle? Okay. The best product I know of to feed the heart muscle is Cardio Plus by Standard Process. Do a keyword search, Cardio Plus Standard Process. And, and uh, you can find that. Now, that's a professional product. You have to get that from a healthcare physician, but... I'm going to, uh, you know, again, I can only do so much. I can only, I, I'll tell you some of the products. But, you know, hey, if you do that, Hawthorne is another great herb for the heart. Hawthorne is wonderful. Very good for high blood pressure. Cardio Plus is very good for, for high blood pressure. We, we don't, de- the point is, is we don't develop these problems because we have drug deficiencies in the body. There, there's a lot of reasons that this happens. And uh, physiologically, um, we just need to support the body. The, our bodies that, the Lord created can do amazing things if supplied with the right tools. And all I'm telling you are some of the right tools. You can. Do. I'm not tra- trading or claiming to treat or cure anything because only the guys with the magic white lab coats and the prescription pads can do that. I can't do that. They're, they're the real doctors. I'm just a mere peon. But see, when the truth comes out, when the truth be known, when I stand before God, we'll see who is really the real doctors. Okay? I'm not saying emergency medicine's not great. But I'm talking long-term, you cannot drug your body into good health. Sometimes surgeries are necessary. Emergency surgery, emergency things to save a life. Hey, praise the Lord for it. Okay, But I'm talking about the long-term stuff here. Why do the pharmaceutical companies want to do this? It's reoccurring revenue. It's how they make their money. Reoccurring revenue. It's just like your gas tank. It's reoccurring revenue for the oil companies. Okay? They've got all kinds of things they suppress now with free energy. We, we wouldn't have to have any combustion engines. There would be no pollution problems or anything like that if, if they release, would just release the technology. Even a quarter of the technology that are being suppressed just in that field alone. We wouldn't have to have any of it. But hey, they want to keep you dependent on them. Same with the drugs. Dependent. Addicted. Going further, between sixty and 600,000 people in the United States have the excessive clotting disorder. Again, put them on natokinase. Uh, known as a hereditary antithrombin deficiency, according to the GTC. GTC has estimated that Atron could generate up to 40 to $50 million in annual U.S. sales in the first five years. Oh, great. There we go. There's the essence of why. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. And here's the deal. It's reoccurring revenue. You go on the drug. All drugs have side effects. Proven effect. Just go and get the PDR at your local library or at your physician's desk reference. It's gigantic because most of it's contraindications and side effects of all the drugs because they all have them. They're all controlled poisons. Every drug. Every drug. It's a controlled poison. How, how can you prove that? Just take the whole bottle and see what happens. You'll die. Take the whole bottle of a whole food vitamin, it's not going to kill you. At worst, it might give you diarrhea. So, it's 40 to 50 million a year. People get on the drugs, they get addicted to the drugs, because when when you take a drug, it takes over some physiologic process that the body should be doing on its own. Therefore, you really get dependent on it because your body will shut down. Whatever it was doing in that area, it tends to shut down because it's saying, hey, that area is being taken care of. This drug's doing it for me. Your body knows these things. So then you get dependent and addicted to the particular drug. This is good for the pharmaceutical companies. Then what ends up happening is you fill up your receptors for that particular drug. Your body has receptors to these drugs and the receptors start getting filled up. What happens then? You have to take more of it To get the same effect. Until you get to a point where maybe the drug's not working at all and then you have to take something stronger or add another drug in. At the same time, there's side effects happening from the drug that you're taking which you have to take more drugs to counteract those side effects. And those drugs have more side effects. This is how people routinely get on 12, 15, 20, 30 medications. Particularly at the end of their life. That's what happens. It's reoccurring revenue, it's all by design, and it's all designed to get you in total bondage to medications. And then you have the pharmacia aspect, which is a spiritual component that we talk about in the other series. Then add that to the mix. See so how everything's opposite in this world we live in? It's all opposite. All that we're told on TV and all this other garbage, it, it, most of it is lies, or leavened. It's severely leavened, usually at bare minimum. Um, let's see here, and then this ends by saying the goats used to make atrin are bred using cells injected with human DNA. So now we've got this transgenic Frankenstein nightmare added to this as if regular drugs weren't bad enough. Now we've got this interbreeding of species Which is an abomination. Why do you think God said that a woman shall not lay down before a beast? And the penalty for that was death. What are we doing here? We're combining human DNA with goats? We've combined human DNA with the cows? And that's just what they're admitting to. Imagine what they're doing behind closed doors. The company has a herd of about 200 goats at its Massachusetts um, facility. That's what they're using. How me, I mean this is just gross stuff, but this is what we this is what we 're dealing with here i 'm going to go ahead and, and close out uh, today 's teaching because um, we 've already done two two hour teachings, and the stuff that I would get into next wouldn 't relate to the to the two subjects that we just talked about. We get way too far off track so i 'm going to go ahead and close it down for today and um We'll go ahead and close it out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and time um, that you've let us live, Lord. And I pray, God, that we would always give thanks with whatever state that we are in therewith to be content. That you would, you know, remind us all, including myself, of that. And to do all things without murmurings and disputings. Um, Because it's very easy, Lord, in the day and time we're living in to start getting down about these types of things. But the Bible clearly predicted it was going to be this way and that the joy of the Lord is our strength and that Lord God, we should rely on you all the days of our life in your word and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, that you would control our tongues in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we have committed in any way, shape or form. That you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. And that we would forgive those, Lord God, that have sinned against us. That you would save, Lord God, our unsaved family members or whoever you've put in our lives um, from day to day, Lord. that, That your fear would be upon them. That that fear would drive them to repentance. That you would save their souls, Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That you would use the body of Christ... That you would use my listeners mightily in the days to come. That you would bless, Lord God, the people listening to this broadcast abundantly. That you would help them, that you would strengthen them, that you would bless their families. That your fear would be upon us, that, that they would be used, Lord God, mightily for your glory. That through us, many people would get saved as a result of your truth going forth. That your name would be glorified through us and that we would surrender our lives to you every day. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We worship you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.